Welcome to Sensitive Sundays, a show where we normalize vulnerability and pretend like tomorrow is not Monday. My name's Alyssa. And my name's Carly. And today we're talking about confidence, where to find it, and how we can help other people feel confident. Um, But first, we can start off with talking about our sensitivities a little bit. Alyssa, what are you feeling sensitive about this Sunday? Oops, I didn't think about it. Um, (laughs) I'm feeling... No, actually, I do know what I'm going to say. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm feeling sensitive about finances. I've just been feeling a little stressed about that since um, not having work for a while now. Um, it just, back when you're making a nice consistent paycheck, mm-hmm. you get to live a very certain lifestyle. And now I'm having to cut back quite a lot, even though it doesn't seem like it because I'm traveling a lot. I'm being very, very conscious of my purchases and um all of these you know anything that goes along with it so Mm -hmm. the trip that I have coming up going to New York for my birthday I'm really wanting to just enjoy myself on there and not be self-conscious about money so I'm hoping to set up a budget and be smart about it and just let myself enjoy the trip because this feels like the last trip I'll have before I start a new job. Mm-hmm. So I have every intention of just really cracking down and getting something as soon as I get back. So mm. that's my intention. And that's the thing I'm feeling uh, sensitive about right now. Thanks for sharing, Alyssa. Yeah. yeah, I understand that place of like feeling insecure about money. It's always scary when we don't really know, mm-hmm. you know, like how we're gonna make it past the next couple of months. And I can't imagine kind of what you're going through right now and and being in this in-between stage. Sometimes I'm sure it's fun and other times it's like, well, I want to just be at home for a while. Like I know when I was in college and much more stingy about things, I remember when I first moved to slow, I just spent like the days before I started working at home like coloring Mm. and trying (laughs) to do like tasks that didn't require electricity because I didn't want to pay extra electricity and stuff like that like you're really that's how it is minding like you're even the cents that you spend right it's true like just filling up my gas tank yesterday with how expensive it is in california Mm -hmm. like it was 50 dollars, and i didn't even have a completely empty tank and that that was normal before especially when i was working to have to do that like every week and a half or two weeks um but now I'm just like, oh, okay, well, that's $50 gone. Yeah. Hopefully that'll last me a while. So, yeah, I'm just I, – I think it's – I feel this sense of um, – I don't know. I feel disturbed even bringing it, this topic up mm. about money because I think we're taught to not talk about mm-hmm. our struggles financially. And I'm never someone to go to my parents or friends or whatever and really talk about it because it just feels like – a failure in some ways when mm. you're not feeling financially great. It's different when you're in college because everybody's struggling. So it's an easier topic to talk about. Mm-hmm. But like once you're out of college, it's like it's your duty to be financially stable mm-hmm. and figure your stuff out. Like I, I, I'll admit I don't intentionally look down upon people when they're financially struggling. But I also have the mindset of, oh, you'll figure it out. It's all right. You mm-hmm. know. But I don't know. I'm. I just hope that I will get past this because yeah. <laughs> I was doing pretty damn well at my last job. So mm-hmm. I just want to get back to that. And let me let me make myself clear. I have a good savings account. I'm not like about to go homeless or anything. I am yeah. definitely fine. I just don't want to get to the point where I deplete my savings account mm-hmm. because that was supposed to be there for emergencies. And like, yeah, if my car breaks down or if I, God forbid, am in the hospital for any reason and for traveling, you know, I Mm want to be able to have our trip and and go places. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't want it to become my dependent money, which it's starting to. I've had to dip Mm -hmm. into it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway, we'll stop it there. (laughs) And and thank you for sharing. I know you're not the only one who's going through financial insecurity especially at a time like this when layoffs are happening constantly. I have so many friends that have been laid off from their jobs in the last year. And so it's an experience that I'm glad you're normalizing because I think that other people need to know that they're not alone in going through something like this too. And I hope you know that you're not alone in your experience in it. 
Yeah, I appreciate that. And that is why I'm bringing it up, because I don't want people who are going through the same thing to feel like they're alone yeah. and that it is a normal thing. So the economy sucks right now. Mm -hmm. And as much as there are jobs available like Starbucks and Target, I I personally understand not wanting to go back to that because it feels like taking steps back when I have this incredible resume with this last job that mm -hmm. I did, if it's almost like, how on earth can I not find a job right now? Yeah. I have such good experience. And yeah, so I, I get it. But yeah, thank you for mentioning that. Yeah, of course. And I'm, you know, excited for you whenever you get your next job, too. Thanks. You know, it'll happen when it's meant to happen with the hopefully the right position right. for you at this time. So we'll just put feelers out there. You know, everybody send wishes to Alyssa um, and we'll all work together to help to help her feel better about this. <laughs> well, Carly, yes. now it's your turn. Oh. What are you feeling sensitive about this Sunday? I'm feeling sensitive about health. Okay. Um, it's like an ongoing struggle for me, I think. Um, I've been pretty lucky, I guess, over the last couple of months or so. It hasn't been too bad, but I go through these cycles where I get sick really frequently um, and I'm still looking into kind of what's going on, don't really understand it, I never really have. So it's just this thing that I'm exploring still and understanding and I think I'm gaining more understanding about how it could impact my life long term if it's something, you know, that I really do need to take care of and I'm really grateful for my support system for being willing to talk about it and being willing to reassure me that I'm going to be okay, even if it is something that's like more impactful on my life. I think I'm slowly coming to terms with the idea that like health has such a big impact on our lives. Like a lot of people who are healthy have, you know, privilege in that way. And I really admire that. And I appreciate that as somebody now who, not to say that I'm like unhealthy all the time, I'm really grateful for my health too. And the fact that I'm able to do so much and feel comfortable still going to public places or taking trips. I know that some people who struggle with their health don't have that same ability. But for me, it's been like probably since high school a struggle in some ways. And I guess I don't have to dive too deep into it. But you know, Alyssa knows and, and the people around me know that it's something that I'm still working on, figuring out how to deal with, trying new things for. And I think also like finding a doctor who's been helpful has also been like a struggle. And I That's think it's tough. Honestly, it's yeah. hard to find good doctors. <laughs> no, I agree. And I've been talking to clients about this too, um, just because it's so difficult to have doctors that like respect and understand, you know, what you're going through in some way. Like, I don't know if it's the medical system and the way that it operates, but it seems like there's just some lack in, like, being able to be empathetic about the situation because they're in such a different logical mindset. And we as patients are coming in in a really emotional mindset of being like, what's wrong with me? And looking for answers. And it's just something that I now am living with as you know, something new, I guess, in my life that I'm thinking about a lot more often. So that's what I'm feeling sensitive about. What a, for <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, thank you for sharing that. What another great topic to be talking about and normalizing because yeah. no one wants to talk about their health. I mean, sure, later in life, everybody is talking about like, oh, my knees hurt. Oh, I have high blood pressure, that kind of stuff. But yeah. there is people in our age group in our mid-20s where it's like that it's something to be thinking about mm -hmm. for sure because especially with people being less active or being overly active, like it all has an impact on us. And yeah. especially for you who I know does get sick pretty often with like the cold, it's crazy how much everyone takes for granted yeah. their health. I know I feel that whenever I get really sick, which mm -hmm. listeners, if you didn't know, I got COVID recently mm -hmm. and I missed Carly's birthday, which I'm really upset about, but it was better to be away from her, especially yeah. because she gets sick very easily and be together it's it just sucks in the moment you're just like oh i hate feeling like this yeah. and when you're not sick you don't really acknowledge the fact of oh hey i feel great today i can breathe easily i can see clearly i you know all of these little things that we just take for granted mm -hmm. and sure it's not 
necessarily important to like fixate on these things but it is something to acknowledge and, mm-hmm. and be grateful for so yeah absolutely thanks for bringing that up that's that's a good topic yeah too. of course i feel like i could keep talking about it too because there's so many different aspects of it like covid being one mm-hmm. work being another that i think about a lot you know these different aspects and i feel really grateful you know for the flexibility that i have in my life that can account for my health changing yeah um but i know that I think like it's important like you to be I guess more grateful and present in the abilities that we have at the time because we won't always have them right in life anyway I mean everyone eventually becomes disabled throughout life and it can be random it can be at different points in life Mm -hmm. and so so valuing our health at where it is today is is always something good because it can change at any point Anytime. Yeah, exactly. I know, especially with people living longer nowadays, it's it's mm-hmm. bound to happen. So we could totally have a podcast specifically on this topic. So maybe we should plan it. Okay, sounds good. Listeners, yeah. let us know if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd be down. Do. We'd love to hear your guys' opinions yeah. and comments. Well, all right. I guess we should get into the topic of confidence. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Let's go. Okay. (laughs) I'm confident that we can talk about confidence, Alyssa. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Well, I will start off by saying that this will be a tough topic for me because I am someone with severe confidence issues. Um, I always have, even if it doesn't seem like it, like I'm someone with confidence issues, I absolutely do. And I I do think that's the majority of people, they Mm -hmm. do have confidence issues, but I I feel like it's almost to a debilitating point for me. Mm. So in yeah. what ways? Well, uh, I even the things that I feel most confident about, I can also easily overpower with my doubt. Mm-hmm. So this is something that I have planned later, but we'll just talk about it now. <laughs> okay. Something I feel really confident about is uh, my singing mm-hmm. and my musical talent. But on the flip side, I also can immediately think, oh, I could be better. I Mm. need to be better. Mm. There are people way better than me. Um, I should be practicing more. I should be recording myself more. There's just so many shoulds and coulds and Yeah, like get in the way of you feeling good about what you actually have. Yes. Like Mm. even if I were to perform and I get a bunch of compliments from people – I take those compliments and I try to acknowledge them a lot more nowadays than I used to. Mm-hmm. But I'm also thinking, oh, but I messed this part up. Oh, but I fucked that up. Mm-hmm. I, I could have done better there and whatever. So it's it's always that self-doubt that clouds the confidence that I could be feeling. So, mm. yeah. It's good to know. And I'm glad that we're talking about it because it's totally normal, I think, in the same ways. I agree. I have my own self-doubts about everything that I feel confident about. It's not a consistent thing, Mm -hmm. Um, which I guess is, like, what makes me wonder, like, what is confidence to you? Like, what does it mean? How do you kind of define it? Yeah, that's a really good question, and I think everybody might have a different answer for it. I mean, plainly for me, confidence stems from things that you do well. Um, I feel like that's a really plain answer, but it's it's the first thing that comes to mind for mm. me. Like I feel confident when I succeed at something, when I when I ace the test or which is a rarity for me. <laughs> um, when I <laughs> uh, perform well in an athletic sport yeah. or uh, just getting it's it's funny because it usually comes from outside acknowledgement. Isn't that interesting? Like, yeah, it, I, and I agree with that yeah. completely. Right? There's like some objective marker somehow that says whether you're good at something or not good at something. And when you hear that you're good at it, you're like, oh, I'm good at it. I can let go of insecurity about that. Absolutely. It's yeah. I I kind of hate that it's reliant on other people's impression but at the same time that's that's kind of just the reality of my mindset on it right now do you feel like you ever build your own confidence from your own perceptions of how you do things like is there ever a time where it's like not about other people's perceptions of how you do it but your own i that is something i'm trying to work on and and be more self-aware of like patting myself on the back when i do something well even if no one's around to witness it or Mm -hmm. whatever um but 
default. No, I, I always rely on outside opinions. So that's, that's something I feel like you just either grow to learn to feel more confident on things on your own, or there are personalities out there that definitely way more self-confident and they, they almost, I don't know, almost to a fault. I think yeah. where you think you're the shit mm. <laughs> at something when in reality you have growth too yeah. so I don't know yeah, yeah no I, I agree completely I'm trying to think of there's this quote that I say to clients when they don't want to pat themselves on the back for things that they're proud of and I'm forgetting what it is but I always say like there's a difference between confidence and I don't know I'm forgetting what the word is though like it's because it's not narcissism and it's not like self-aggrandizing because that's like too brainy for me to say ever but it's like um I can come back to it later um but there's there's a line between being overconfident I Mm -hmm. guess versus versus like self-confident and you know it's about I guess also having that ability to understand that you're not perfect too it's that that mix. And I guess that's where the self-doubt comes in is that's the other side of the spectrum, right? It is like, like maybe a spectrum of confidence in the scheme of things. And confidence at its best is probably in the middle mm-hmm. somewhere where we feel really good about our abilities. But we also don't feel like there's nothing wrong with what we're doing or there's too much wrong with what we're doing and we're making too many mistakes. Like for me, confidence is about believing in myself and believing in my abilities at the end of the day like and that can come from other people a lot of the times it does come from other people in saying that I'm good at doing things or whatever the case is like you're saying Alyssa and I think it also comes from me acknowledging like yeah I am good at those things and I do feel good at doing them like uh, I guess we're talking about this later but dancing is one of my areas of self-confidence too I think like you with singing and I feel good about singing too I can't say that I feel bad about singing yeah yeah. but but dancing specifically is an area where I really believe that I'm capable of doing well and so it's easy for me to let go of my insecurities Mm -hmm. or let go of all of the negative self-doubt because I believe that I'm can do this yeah and I I actually think it's kind of infectious too like when I witness you dancing and just kind of being in your zone in Mm. the vibe I just I feel more comfortable am I as confident about my dancing hell no Mm. but I I definitely feel more capable of letting loose and just enjoying the moment with you and that's what I mean by it's infectious I feel like the people around you just kind of feed off of it in Mm. some way and are able to enjoy the moment just like you so confidence creates energy Mm -hmm. but it doesn't necessarily create more confidence I think so. I mean, it's mm. it really is just dependent on how people perceive it because someone who absolutely hates dancing may not yeah. gravitate just because you're so much in the zone. But maybe they do feel a little bit more compelled to be in that moment. Who knows? Mm-hmm. What A question that I thought of while you were talking is I really want to know your opinion and I really want to know what the listener's opinion is on this too. Do you think it's better to be overconfident or underconfident? Mm. That's a hard question. Yeah, I know it's definitely not a black and white <laughs> Which answer. Which confidence is the best one? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I guess overconfident, right? You know, I think at the end of the day, it's better to go in believing in yourself and in trusting yourself. Yeah. You know, than, than not at the end of the day. Like, sometimes you just have to... What's the word? Sometimes in Love Island, they say, like, I back myself. I back my decision, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's sometimes the best way to do it, like, in job interviews and stuff like that. Like, you're not confident that you're going to – or you could be confident in your abilities and in your ability to get this job. You don't Mm -hmm. know if you're going to or not. But I'd rather go into an interview feeling like I am able and capable of getting this job. Maybe it's more of a mindset thing to get me there than to not and it also feels better to Mm -hmm. be confident than to not feel confident I don't know do you have a different opinion no I completely agree there's obviously a dangerous aspect of being overconfident like if you're doing a job where you're like oh I know what I'm doing and it's something that you're holding a lot of power and what how it could affect people like I'm trying to think of it I'm gonna make a 
reference to a cartoon, The Simpsons. Okay. Okay. You know, let's let's think of Homer in his job where he's supposed to. I don't know if you watch The Simpsons. You got to fill me in a little bit. Okay. I haven't watched all of well, it. Well, he works at a power plant, and his job is to basically monitor and make sure the whole plant doesn't blow up okay. essentially and if if you're overconfident like he can be he just sleeps on the job the whole place could blow up you know mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a really extreme example of what i mean but i ultimately agree with you i think having overconfidence you tend to see those people are the ones that succeed more in life mm-hmm. they fake it till they make it in every aspect mm-hmm. and i think that's such a admirable thing in my eyes because i'm constantly doubting myself and if i had just gone into life being like yeah i can do it i can do it 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 really you do push yourself to do more things when you have that kind of mindset and you do tend to improve upon things because you're putting yourself in a position where it's like okay i'm i'm i can do it i'm gonna figure it out so it's it's more of a go-getter attitude in my opinion Mm -hmm. than people who are underconfident that being said If you are underconfident, that does not mean that you are incapable of achieving things. Mm -hmm. That would be me telling myself I'm incapable of achieving things if that was the case. It it just means you have to push yourself even more and try and establish that fake it till you make it mindset even more so. Mm. Because if you constantly are doubting yourself and constantly telling yourself you can't do it, then yeah, you're not going to do it because that's what you're telling yourself. And that's an episode that I think we're going to talk about next week mm-hmm. um, is the power of your own words to yourself. So that's a little sneak peek into next uh-huh. week. <laughs> <laughs> a preview for all yeah. you viewers. Then um, that totally makes sense, right? It's it's not about your actual capabilities, but it's about your perception Absolutely. of your capabilities. And I'm wondering if being underconfident has a purpose for you. I know for some clients, I feel like we have defense mechanisms and we have coping skills that aren't adaptive to where we're at now, but there's something that used to help us. I'm wondering if it has a purpose for you. I mean, I think it makes me makes me personally more mindful of situations when I have a lack of confidence. Like I'm I'm more aware to take a step back and look at the situation and see, okay, maybe I'm not the right person for this task or Mm -hmm. this job or whatever. Um, I do think that people that are overconfident see the world as if they're the lead in the play Mm -hmm. and they don't realize, oh, actually, Carly might be better for this Mm -hmm. than me. Mm -hmm. And being willing to take that step back and realize, okay, she is better for the role and I, I need to find my better role mm. kind of thing. Does it? Yeah, know. that makes sense. So yeah. it makes you more adaptable yeah. and able to really observe and recognize what the dynamics are. Right. Which in some ways I think makes you a better worker in some ways because you're capable of taking that step back and letting someone else or something do the job even better. Which can also be a downfall for you because you're taking away that opportunity for you to do the thing. Yeah. It's it's a balancing act is how I see it because at the end of the day, I just want to see success, whether it's coming from me or coming from you or mm-hmm. whatever is going on in the situation. So I don't know. Yeah, That's- that makes sense. It's it's more of a teamworking aspect than a individualistic point of view and I'm very much a teamwork person I think you are too yeah yeah I'm wondering if there's like a line though because I think as a therapist I'm always like trying to change people's self-talk and Mm. like this is something I guess that we're also talking about next week but is there a way that we can recognize that we might not be the best but also still be confident at the same time and not deal with self-doubt oof I don't know if I have the answer to that that's I'm probably gonna have to ponder on that a little bit okay. and talk about it next week. Sounds good. <laughs> but that's that's a really good question. Listeners, I hope you kind of think on that a little bit too. Like what what you might conclude with that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I know it's tough. It's tough. It's a tough practice yeah. overall, I think. I don't really know if if I have the answer either yeah. at the end of the day, because it is pretty individual, I think. Yeah, I think everybody kind of has to come up with their own answer to that, what feels right to them. I guess it's about knowing what you do well, mm-hmm. most of all, rather than recognizing what you don't do well. It's a, about that shift in perspective of to focus on your strengths rather than your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. 
when you focus on your weaknesses, it brings you down in some ways. Whereas if you focus on your strengths, you can still acknowledge that your strengths aren't in all areas of life, but it's like, okay, I'm best at organizing. So I'm going to be best at these tasks. This person is good at these things though. And so they'd be good at that. So you can still be humble yeah, and recognize the facts without also putting yourself down in the process. Right. Do you think it's better for people to pursue careers that hone in more on the things that they're most confident about? Or do you think it should be more leaning towards passions? Like, I know they can kind of go hand in hand sometimes, but what do you think gives people the most feeling of success or just success in general? I mean, I think personally for me, it's about what I feel like I'm doing well in. Mm -hmm. I think that that gives me confidence. Yeah. Um, And so I guess they do kind of go hand in hand. Like usually the things that you're passionate about are the things that you feel like you're good at in some way or are interested in, can do something with. And then that leads to success because you feel like you're doing something with it. Like I think that success for me is about building on what I'm already interested in or can do well. Yeah. And if I can just make something, Mm -hmm. then I'm already fulfilling what I'm wanting to be doing. I'm already succeeding. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I feel like there's just so many jobs where it's not so point blank of like, oh, I'm good at this. So therefore, this is the job. Because sure, if you look at psychology for you, Mm -hmm. right, you didn't think, oh, I'm passionate about psychology. But you're really good at listening. You're really good at communicating. So therefore, it's something that you can be passionate about. And maybe you are. I'm not trying to speak for you. But it's just that whole black and white, I keep saying that, mindset of this is job, I'm good at this, so they're, therefore they go hand in hand, but really you have to find little details within mm-hmm. jobs of why you're good at it. So good at organizing, oh, you could be a project manager. Right. Good at communicating, oh, you could be a psychologist. Good at music, okay, you can work in a studio. Like there's there's yeah. a lot more to it. I don't know, that's just a, I, I think a lot of Growing up, our parents kind of tell you, and maybe not, this isn't everybody, but they say, follow your passions. Try to find a job within your passions. Well, are your passions based on the things you're good at? Or are they things that you're not great at, but you're still passionate about it? I don't know. Mm. It just, it's kind of a gray area. I'm wondering if there's an example, Lissa, where like for you, you feel like that's the case where somebody's passionate about it, but they're not good at it. Like for me, it sounds like, oh, people who like theater but don't want to perform right you know you can work in tech you can work at front of house like all of these different areas around it you can work in promotion for for companies you can have like shows about it right things like that like you can kind of work around but if you're not good at the thing you can still be passionate about it and have a job related to it Thank you for saying that because I think that's a mindset blocker that I've had for a while where it's like okay if you're not the best of the best like for me with singing, mm-hmm. I don't have to go out there and be a famous singer. Mm-hmm. I can be working in studios and helping other singers or be a backup singer, or be a voice actor. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think I forget sometimes that there is not just A to B. There's yeah. there's so many different options that surround what B could be. You know what I mean? Do you think that knowing those other options helps you feel more confident in what you can do? Yes, but my brain turns off a lot and makes me forget that there's all those other yeah. options. I I can only see it from A to B. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's it's so frustrating, but I yeah, it so I appreciate you saying that because I think I as well as other people need that reminder that it's there is so much more to the options you have in life than just a to B. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it makes me think about um, the show Ted Lasso. I know you haven't seen it yet. I know. I but <laughs> so I'm going to try not to spoil it for anybody that hasn't seen it. But there's <laughs> there's this uh, character who is long has long term played football for a while. And he's at this point where he gets injured, mm-hmm. can't be at his best, can't play anymore in the way that he used to. And so he goes through a period of like, I don't know what to do tries being like a commentator at first um kind of works with with sports news and like sees how that goes decides it's not really for him then goes and coaches and you know like it goes through a lot of pivots around like what else can you do if you can't do the thing that 
that is like the thing to the do. The thing. What a good example. That's like yeah. perfect <laughs> to yeah. explain it. Thank you. Yeah. Of Gives course. a good visual too. So I'm going to just have to watch the show. Already. Uh, you really do. You really do need to. Everyone, recommendation. Yes. Please watch Ted Lasso on Apple TV Plus. Um, <laughs> and like, I guess pivoting back to confidence a little more, Alyssa, like, what are, where are times where you felt confident and why have you felt confident? in those situations? Strangely enough, I actually think I don't have like an exact example. It's more like a feeling. I've felt most confident when I'm helping people and I see that what I've done has improved something for mm. them. So like, I don't know, um, back when I was a sub educator and I was working in schools with students with disabilities, if I was helping them with an assignment or something or helping them figure out a certain activity that they were working on, seeing them go from really struggling to succeeding because of my assistance was just a huge confidence boost of like, wow, I was able to help this person overcome mm. a barrier. I think that's such a confidence boost. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I can't even think of an exact example. It's just like I said, a feeling, a, a memory of a feeling. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think that's some of the biggest moments mm -hmm. where I, I feel the most confident is when I've helped somebody. That's so good to know. And I guess like it's it's interesting because I feel like my moments of confidence are super different from that. Like, oh, yeah. Even like work is an area where I do help people and I mm -hmm. feel confident in, but I don't feel confident, I guess, because I help people. Yeah. I feel confident because I feel like I know what I'm doing. That makes sense, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to feel like you know what you're doing and you're able to apply the knowledge that you've gained is that that makes a lot of sense. Like, and I guess that's where they pair, right? Yeah. It's like when you're helping people, you're able to use what you know mm -hmm. to impact somebody else. It's kind of another light bulb moment because you're having me realize that th those are the same. Like, mm -hmm. even though I'm attributing it to the moment of helping someone figure something out, it really is me applying the knowledge that I have to help that person. So it mm -hmm. is a confidence in knowing that I, I know what I'm doing. So, mm -hmm. wow, you're making you're making a lot of light bulb moments. Wow. Are you therapizing me right now, Carly? <laughs> I don't know. This is the most live session of therapy I've ever done. But I don't think, I don't think, I mean, maybe it's therapeutic. Yes. But I'm not your therapist. I'm your podcast host friend. Best friend. <laughs> Best friend. Anyway, well, I guess you kind of answered the question, so I don't have to ask you in no, return. No, you don't. <laughs> um, I know we, we kind of talked about, like, what makes us feel confident, but you put a question that I really like in, mm -hmm. in our notes, um, which is how can you contribute to others feeling confident and capable? Yeah, I think that's a really good question um, because usually when people think of confidence, they think about themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, based on what I said earlier, I get confidence based on other people's impressions and their feedback. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I think the best way we can make or help other people feel more confident in themselves is communicating that and mm. helping them become more self-aware that what they're doing is really well done and that they should keep pursuing it if it's something that they feel really good about mm -hmm. yeah what do you think no I think I think that's exactly the case right is like we have our own perceptions of ourselves, mm -hmm. um and other people's perceptions impact that in some ways and like can change the way that we see ourselves but also it's important and we factor it into our own self image in a way yeah so hearing somebody else say that that I'm good at something definitely makes me at least consider it, mm -hmm. even if I don't believe it at first, which I haven't for a long time, um, just in, in practice. Like, I think, I don't know if we came from a place, a similar place in middle school. And I feel like I see that in a lot of my kiddos that I work with now, yeah. too, of like, there's this feeling that we're not confident in things. And like, we, even if other people say that we're good at them, it's hard to believe that we are if we don't believe them. And so hearing other people say that and hearing enough people say the same thing over and over again makes it easier to believe for ourselves, too. I completely agree. I 
I actually was thinking like some of my favorite moments is when a complete stranger is like, hey, you're beautiful. Oh, or, yeah? yeah, I don't know if you've ever I like it's weird, obviously, in certain situations. But mm -hmm. if you ever see those TikTok videos of just people going up to strangers and giving them a compliment, you can see the total shift in that stranger's face mm -hmm. just like wow thank you like you didn't have to do that you didn't have to go out of your way to come up to me and and say wow your your voice is amazing like if they're performing or something mm -hmm. and I just think it's strange how much and yet also really cool how strangers can have that kind of effect on us when they give yeah. a compliment obviously for women there's a little bit of a discomfort I think yeah. when someone comes up to you and gives you a compliment if it's usually from a man yeah. but if a woman comes up to you and says that like holy shit you hit the holy <laughs> grail of <laughs> moments like you've peaked in that day when yeah. some when some random woman comes up to you and gives you a compliment I don't know do you feel that way oh I absolutely agree when it, somebody that I really respect mm -hmm. at the end of the day like uh, not every stranger I'm going to like hold their opinions to a higher level right. because they're strangers and I don't know them but anybody who I respect or want to get to know better or feel like is actually warranted in, in believing I am get so excited yeah. to hear that that they care I it was making me think about this podcast too you know like when we first started mm -hmm. I was not feeling confident at all in how how I was performing and how like it was gonna do what yeah. people are gonna think about it um, and after getting feedback, which has been really positive, so really thank you been. to everyone who's like let us know, yeah. kind of given their opinions, continued listening. It's really helped me feel much more confident in what we're doing and what we're putting out there. I completely agree. It's it's been such a treat to hear everybody's opinions because I felt the same way when we first started. I was like. Well, I, actually, I tried to turn that off mm. because I kept going into it thinking, okay, no, this is not about impressing people mm -hmm. or about creating the best number one podcast out there because uh -huh. that's just an unrealistic mindset, which I typically do think. I, uh -huh. I tend to blow it way out of proportion. But I went into this being like, you know what, this is just going to be an incredible audio diary of me with my best friend. And that I can be able to listen back to this when I'm in my 80s or something uh -huh. and just love listening to our thoughts and our opinions. And hopefully also helping people who choose to listen along give some perspective and understanding that they may not be the only ones thinking and feeling the things that they're feeling. Yeah. And yeah, so that helped me kind of tone down that mindset of, oh, this is not going to go well or because mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's whatever we make it to be and just accept it as that but yeah. I, I completely agree because I definitely had that thought to begin with of oh is this just going to be a bad idea or right, something right is, is nobody going to like what we're doing yeah yeah is it is it all going to be like really cringy cringy and like, yeah. <laughs> But, but it's not. It's working out. So, yeah. so good job to us. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me wonder, are there times when, kind of like you're saying you had to do for this, where you were able to take self-doubt and, like, become confident regardless of it? Ooh, well, it's all a mindfulness act. I, I can't – oof. I'm really good at coaching other people to do that. Mm. I am terrible at doing it for myself. Like, How do you do it for other people? Well, like with my partner and his YouTube channel, mm -hmm. he really tends to fixate, over fixate, and that kind of holds him back from his video ideas because he has incredible ideas. He is an ideas guy. That is one of his biggest strengths is how many the ideas that he comes up with. Are they all fantastic? Absolutely not. But he's really good at coming up with stuff. And when it comes to applying it and and building his channel, he tends to kind of hurt himself because he fixates on things that aren't as important. And he's thinking so far into the future that he's not really allowing himself to focus on the growth that he has made mm. and how he can apply his growth to videos coming up. Mm -hmm. So I'm able to kind of help coach him to think more of in the moment and take away the that future. I don't know. It, does that answer the question a little? I just <laughs> I am I... so confused about how you do it, right? Like, yeah. Like, I'm hearing that you believe in him and you believe right. in his ideas. And that's ultimately kind of what you're <clears throat> doing. But like, 
is it just about saying things to him or is it about like doing something specific that that can kind of change his perceptions of himself? I guess it's it's very situational. So I guess, okay, so I usually bring up things like, remember this video? Remember this point in this video? Mm -hmm. And you even thought it was funny and a whole bunch of other people thought it was funny? Try to find ways to apply that again. Because he'll look at an entire video as a whole and be like, oh, this wasn't really funny. This yeah. I didn't like this. And mm -hmm. it's like, we'll break it up a little bit. Make a list for yourself. Things, do, do you like when you do this certain camera movement or this certain you know little I try to break it down yeah. with him of and highlighting his strengths mm -hmm. and kind of getting his mind off of all the weaknesses that he's focused on I think that's the thing that's the most helpful yeah. is really pointing out the strengths he has and helping him see how he can apply that going forward and that's helpful for me, too, because I that makes total sense when you boil it all down. At the yeah. end of the day, we have to highlight our strengths mm -hmm. and be like, okay, this is what we do really well. And let's keep doing this because this is fun and it feels good and it works. Yep. And let go of the things that we're not doing well because we can always fill it in with more strengths and more sure. things that we do well. And being authentically you. When mm -hmm. you're trying to pretend to be someone you're not, you're not going to be as confident yeah. in what you're doing because you're you're actively putting on a persona that isn't you. So it's like going into a job interview and sure, you can fib about some things but you know that, oh, shoot, now I have to remember that fib and make sure that I go forward like being consistent. Mm -hmm. So when you're authentically yourself and you say, hey, I don't necessarily know this yet, but I am very eager to learn it and I'm actively trying to teach myself, blah, blah, blah. You're going to come off more confident to the employer and to yourself and you'll feel much better about the situation than fibbing about knowing things that you don't know. Mm -hmm. Is that always the right thing to do? I, I can't really say. All I know is I personally feel a lot better when I walk away from a situation just being completely authentically myself versus pretending. That makes sense. Yeah. I say that because Brady tends to put on a persona in his videos and he is now looking back at those videos and being like, who am I? Why Why mm. am I being like this? Mm -hmm. And and he's actually disliking the videos because mm. he doesn't think he's being his true authentic yeah. self. So yeah, just a food for thought. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it includes us in this podcast, right? Of, yeah. of feeling confident and it's better for us in the long term when we look back if we feel like we were really ourselves mm -hmm. in doing this and yeah feeling like it's really us that's causing the success rather than it being you know because we decided to play roles or right. kind of push something that isn't true yeah i can confidently say that carly and i record these podcasts being authentically ourselves because we're not trying to impress anybody or put a show on necessarily like we we do our research and our work ahead of time to put up questions that we think people will want to listen to and be engaged in but our responses we we we're not practicing ahead of time of what we're going to say necessarily at all actually we just mm -hmm. kind of show up and have our conversations and this is how we talk to each other so yeah yeah i'm pretty confident that it will come out okay at the end of the yeah. day i believe in us i do too oh <laughs> cute any more questions about confidence Alyssa, before we kind of dive into our next little section i feel pretty good yeah okay. yeah I think we're ready for our segment, which mm. is coming from a book that I bought at Target. <laughs> Target, guys. Yeah, I know. Everybody <laughs> thinks that I'm I solely shop at Target and um I, you I might, mean you you do have I do. The, the Target red. I do the, have the credit it, card. The, is it the Circle app? What what is it? Yeah, I don't yeah, even yeah. know what it's called. You know, you know. Yeah, it's the the Circle app <laughs> and the red card. I worked at Target during COVID, hated it, <laughs> but I still love shopping there. Yeah, it's probably not a good 
have it, but it's a thing. Everybody likes okay. Target. I the think. book is from Target, but the book is not a Target book. No, I, you know, there's not an author on this book, which is interesting. No way. Is it just a journal? I think it is. Oh. So what this book is called is 3,000 Questions About Me. So it's literally an entire book with 3,000 questions to ask yourself. And I saw this, and I think I bought it actually before we started the podcast, because I was like, oh, this might be a good thing for Carly and I to go through and ask these questions, not only for ourselves, but for our listeners Mm -hmm. to ask themselves. So I flipped through, and I found this question, and it's question number 37 in the book. What do you think is worth waiting for? Carly. <laughs> I really, I didn't read the question before we started right. recording. So now I get to think about this myself. Yeah, what go ahead. do I think is worth waiting for? I mean, what comes to my head is moments in the future mm-hmm. that you're looking forward to. Like, I think um, milestones a lot of the yeah. time or areas of growth that I'm hoping to get to, new things that I'm planning on doing. Like I think about being a dog owner a lot of the time and that's something that I'm looking forward to, but I also think it's worth waiting for the right time to do it. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, being a dog owner is a really fun thing to do and it's also a lot of responsibility because I I know I personally compare dogs to children because they – I'm a cat owner, and I think owning a dog is a lot more responsibility than owning a cat because dogs require a lot more attention. They Mm -hmm. require being taken out to go to the bathroom multiple times a day. They require more vet visits is what I've noticed, Um, not because they're unhealthy, but they just they have more opportunities to get hurt Mm. because they're out more. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, And being exposed to other other dogs and other illnesses possibly and just but they're also very cuddly and (laughs) cute and they become your shadow and they just give you so much love and not that cats don't it's just different yeah so and some cats act like dogs and some dogs act like cats so Uh (laughs) it's it's a whole personality game but yeah i completely agree like waiting until you're in a situation where you can feel most confident to have a dog and have that kind of companion with you is is really smart because it's like having a kid too early you run into all these hurdles not it's not necessarily the worst thing in the world but it does bring a lot of problems Mm -hmm. so i think it's smart that you're waiting until you feel good and confident thank you (laughs) what do you think is worth waiting for i'm a serial romantic, so that's what my head goes towards. Aww, I know. She loves love. I love love. I think love is worth waiting for, true mm. love. And whatever true love means to you is different for everybody. And I just kind of think, like, it's better to not rush things because if you rush it, you miss out on key milestone moments of what love is to you. Now, that's not to say if you're in a relationship or found yourself in a relationship where you everything happened very quickly, that that means that it's not the ideal or whatever. It it just it's different. Like, I'm not someone who's rushing to get married, even though everyone around me seems to be getting married right now. I mean, so Carly and I, Carly just turned 27 and I'm about to turn 27. Yes. And we're kind of in that age where... <laughs> Where I mean, people are getting married yeah. and having babies, and it's weird because <laughs> yeah. I'm not in that mindset. I'm so I grew up with parents that weren't ideal for each other, and they ended up getting a divorce. So my mindset on marriage is a little bit hindered by that because I really, really, really don't want to ever go through that. I hope that if I ever get married, that that will be my forever partner my forever situation Mm -hmm. and um especially if we if i ever have kids which i'm still on the fence about i don't ever want to put them through what i had to go through and i know that even what i went through wasn't even that bad for Mm -hmm. what divorced kids go through Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that finding your partner your forever person or persons no judgment if you're in a polyamorous relationship Mm -hmm. is um worth waiting for even though i know being lonely sucks well i don't really 
no, personally, <laughs> I got it. I have to be honest about that. I've been serial monogamous. I've always been in relationships. It's kind of a thing I'm going through. But anyway, <laughs> love is worth waiting for in terms of like looking and finding it. Absolutely. It doesn't matter if you've been in relationships or if you've been single your whole life and waiting to find the right person. It sounds like for you, the key is like finally finding a person that you feel like is the person that you don't need to worry about having that end with. Absolutely. And I think Carly is one of my biggest examples in that because she took a good three years of being single. It was like three years and then a little bit of a break and then oh yeah (laughs) I guess that's true yeah yeah yeah. it was like it would have been four years if I hadn't been in a relationship for four months but that's the thing Carly's a very good role model to me in this regard because she really allowed herself to take a step back from being in relationships and just learn to get to know herself better, love herself better, and take time to really find a partner that complemented her really well. So she went on dates, did the dating apps, and had some really good experiences and some really (laughs) not so good experiences. But ultimately, it led her to the partner she has now who from my perspective, compliments her very well and seems to make her very happy. So, and that's the goal, I think, for most people. And yeah. it, it takes time. It's not something you can rush. You can't rush love. Oh, <laughs> it's true, though. And I think it fulfills that question really well. Yeah. So thank you, Alyssa. Yeah. So that's the 3,000 questions about me book segment. We really need to come up with better names for our segments. I like a question name. I like a name about questions. Yeah. If uh, if you guys have any suggestions <laughs> for our segments, feel free to let us know. Yeah, let us know. And you can also subscribe and like and comment on yeah. our podcast on Spotify or Apple Music. Um, you can also follow us follow us on Instagram at sensitivesundays.podcast on Instagram. And you can always email us if you have any recommendations, questions, things you want us to talk about at sensitivesundays.podcast at gmail.com. Yes, um, we haven't been getting too much feedback on our Spotify questions, maybe just one. Oh. And um, I would love to hear more of your guys' responses. And if if y'all are comfortable with it, I get to share them with other people and everyone can feel more involved and hear more opinions. Yeah. We all love it. So let's please. build a little sensitive community out yeah, here. Yeah, sensitive community. We <laughs> love that. So yeah. Yeah. Do it. So do all that stuff. And if you don't come back, we might cry. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want us to cry. Please don't make us cry. Yeah. I mean, crying's good and all, but like... I don't want to do it more, you know? Yeah, yeah. We do it enough. Uh Uh-huh. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Aside from that, um, hope you have a great rest of your Sunday and a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.